The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host. Welcome Sammy to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Kameen here, blogger of the Dragons Insider, blogger of Inside the OAA, and one of the hosts between two years on OAA Neighborhood Television. Like welcome those watching us on the local voice on SoundCloud and also those on Ori Neighborhood Television. Got a lot to talk about this week here. Um, of course, the um, boys side of the district has been released as well. Um, we're going to look at also recaps of the um, games around the boys basketball, girls basketball docket as well. Um, a lot to talk about. And then, of course, my um, initial thoughts on um, Shine McEvans um, um, being left out of the miss um, basketball votes voting, which I thought was just absolutely just atrocious. Um, of course, my partner, Ian Locke, he's um, not feeling the greatest, so um, I'm here so- filling in solo today. Um, let's look at the um, recaps around the league. Um, of course, um, some division titles have been clinched um, in the boys' side of things, and Clarkson taking home the OAA Red um, with a convincing um, win against Ferndale. I mean, like um, when you look at that matchup, Ferndale really just did not have much of a chance against Clarkson in that game. Um, I look at other other teams that made some noise. I mean, Lake Orion, of course, um, fresh off a complete disaster against North Farmington where um, they only scored 18 points. I mean, they bounced back, um, knocked off Bloomfield Hills 57-53. Um, um, Bloomfield Hills, of course, coming off a 69-45 win against West Bloomfield. Um, so the Blackhawks have been like, Really been hot and cold lately. Um, when you look at the um, when you look at the um, rest of the um, division, of course, um, you know, um, West Bloomfield, of course, they um, they've been you know up and down a little bit too. I mean, and then of course, when you look at the white division, the boys' side of things, I mean, you know, right now, still Troy is still the team to beat in that division. They came off a sixty-one forty-nine win against Troy Athens. Um, a lot of People have talked about Brody Parker, Ethan Emerzian, Jake Emerzian. Um, just really have been just the guys that have been the key for for the Troy Colts. I mean, the reason why they've been leading this division. Now, South Anderson Tech has been um has not played in about a couple days. I mean, I mean a couple weeks. I mean, like, so they had a two week break. Um, took on Southfield Bradford Academy. Um, when you really look at that game, of course, it was not an easy game for A and T, of course, but they did knock off um Bradford Academy 58-52. Now they're going to be playing them again on um Wednesday. Um so that'll be very interesting. Um between the Warriors and the um between the Warriors and the um and Southfield Bradford. So when I look at A&T right now um and they still got to play Farmington and Troy. I mean those are the two matchups that I'm looking forward to with Southfield. They still control their own destiny in white. Um and the Boy side of the blue, um, Berkeley beating Seaholm on um, 53-49, um, avenging their loss early, avenging a 45-38 loss at um, Berkeley early in the season. Seaholm's been kind of that team that I think Seaholm's in a lot of trouble. Really look at what the Maples have done. Um, you know, besides the um, besides um, Alex Lons and then of course um, Dominic Colin. I mean, who do they else got? I mean. John Frisky's really been, I mean, Matt Frisky's been up and down. Um, I know they got some shooters, but when I really look at it, I mean, it's just, Seahome's been a team that it's been hard to figure out with them. I mean, they're pretty much very similar to Groves. They're um, 
arch rival in the white. I mean, they've been really up and down. And I feel that way with Seaholm. I mean, lately, they've been kind of that team that's been up and down. Um, so when I look at Seaholm, um, pretty much a similar boat. Um, Berkeley and Troy Athens, um, both those teams are picking up steam at the right time. Um, and, you know, I'm looking at Avondale. I'm looking at Royal Oak. I mean, Royal Oak, they pulled off an upset win against them. Um, they pulled off a big upset against them. Um, Pontiac, of course, being a 58-55. Um, Pontiac, I thought, would be a team that would make some noise. Now, I know Pontiac's a very young team, though, and I know that they got some players on that team as well. Um, but still, it's a complete shock that what happened that game with the Royal Oak. Of course, Royal Oak's been a up-and-down team as well. I mean, like, this has been a team that's been just – they're a weird team to figure out. I mean, but I also got to give kudos to Pat Clancy and Avondale. I mean – what Abnell did um, was get their first one of the year. Um, they beat a very good. Um, they beat a very. They beat a good. They beat a Rochester. They beat a young Rochester team, forty-eight forty. Um, it was a good win for for Coach Pat Clancy's first win as a head coach um, in a um, you know in the OA. It's the first win for him. I mean, it's a huge win for him. I mean, so when you really look at it, um, I look at it from a perspective of okay. How's everybody doing right now in the um, OA? How's everybody doing right now? And right now, when I look at the boys' side of things, you got Clarkson there. Ferndale, I think, is going to be okay. West Bloomfield, I think, is going to be solid. North Farmington, I think, is in a good position. Um, Bloomfield Hills, not so much. Um, Lake Orion, I think they're going to be they're going to be fine. Um, <laughs> on the white side thing, white side of things, you know, Troy's been rolling. Um, Farmington, you know, has been a little bit, a little bit going down, a little bit going down a little bit. Um, and then of course you have, um, South A&T, of course, um, I think that two week layoff kind of really hurt them. Um, so when I look at the Warriors side of things, I mean, this has been a team that I, I just think that the Warriors have been a complete, I mean, like they, I mean, like they've got talent. That's, that's not a question. They got talent, <laughs> but when you really look at what the Warriors have, I mean, I don't know if there are some kinks in that armor, especially in that Southfield Bradford game. I mean, really, when you look at that Bradford game, I think that the um, that was a difference maker there. Um, and then, of course, we got um, Stony Creek, who's coming off and it came off a big one point win against Farmington. Um, that was pretty much for me an upset because Stony Creek was a team that I thought would be a team that would make some noise. Um, I thought that Stony Creek would be a team that could make some impacts. Um, they could, um, they could do some things, but you know, they came off some good wins. Um, knocked off Groves at home, knocked off, um, they've knocked off now, um, Farmington, of course. Now Farmington for them, that game, that was a really bad loss for Farmington to take. Um, so when I look at that division right now, white, I mean, it's basically, Troy, Southfield, Farmington. Um, and then there's Oxford. I mean, Oxford came off an 80-77 loss um, to, um, to Farmington. I mean, we're going to talk the NPR in a couple minutes here, and I'm going to give you my insight on that. Um, and I really, and I think there's going to be a lot of things to talk about there when it comes to the NPR. Um, a lot of people are really upset about it. Um, and I think Oxford was one of those casualties that, 
you know, have an opportunity, you know what I mean? If you win, you know, you see your NPR go up, and then if you lost, then that probably would what happened is what happened to Oxford. I mean, so we'll talk about them in a minute. Um, then Adams, same thing. I thought they were going up. They were up. We talk, Ian and I well, talked about it last week. I mean, basically about um, what, where Adams was at, and then all of a sudden they come out and lay a big-time egg against Groves where they're just completely humiliated, 75-39 in that one. Um, so Adams basically don't know where they're at right now. And then you look at another team, you look at, of course, Berkeley, they still control their own destiny. I've really liked this Berkeley team this year. I mean, two years ago, of course, I really bashed Berkeley, especially getting off that 10-0 start, especially their schedule. Um, but when you really look at Berkeley, I think that the Bears have been a team that's made some noise. I mean, they've really made some noise this year. I mean, that's not even, that's not even a question. I mean, this team has made some noise this year. Um, and then, of course, we talked about um, Seaholm. We talked about Troy Athens. We talked about um, we talked about um, Oak Royal Oak. Um, I forgot to mention Oak Park a little bit. I mean, Oak Park. I think they're in a. I think Oak Park's in a world of trouble right now. I really do think the Knights are in a load of trouble right now. Um, and then you got to look at um, and then of course back to blue. We got to look at course some um, berkeley controls their own destiny sea homes right there athens is in there um royal oak getting ready for postseason avenue getting ready for postseason pontiac pontiac's been a mystery team to figure out i mean i know what coach damian o'neill's been doing in his first year they've got some big wins they've also got some questionable losses too i mean you know the royal oak game that was a really questionable loss for them i mean i'm just being honest with you i think that loss to um Royal Oak for them was a real questionable game. So, okay, now let's go from the boys' side to the girls' side before I go back to the NPR. Um, you want to go to the NPR. Um, on the girls this week, I know um, still West Bloomfield, Southfield still control their own destiny. Um, Clarkson's a game back. Um, you got, um, and then you got a mess down there in that red. You got Royal Oak. You got Stony Creek. You got um, you got Bloomfield Hills, um, you know, just basically battling out right now. And then and then of course in the white, it's basically all wrapped up with Avondale winning, the likely gonna win the league title. Um, but I really think North Farmington's gonna give them problems. I mean, I really think North Farmington will give them, they're gonna give them fits. I mean, I'll tell you that much right now. I really think North Farmington can give Avondale fits. I have not been impressed with that Avondale team. I mean, yes, they're athletic. Yes, they've got Kiri Lee. Yes, they've got Brea Banyan and Reagan Lawrence. I mean, like, I'm going to be honest with you. I am not impressed with that team. And and I know people are going to say, well, why aren't you impressed with Avondale? Of course, Avondale has had a good year. They made a coaching change middle of the year. Of course, going from Bob Lees to Roy Cushman. Um, I just... Don't think that they're they don't have that depth. I just don't think they're that deep enough. I mean, this is a team that's not deep at all. I mean, they've been beating people. I get it. They've been running up the score on people. I get it. But with Avondale, it's all about for them. It's about beating West Bluefield. And do I think right now is Avondale a team that can beat West Bluefield right now? No. I'll tell you why. Because West Bloomfield is more 
They are deeper than Avondale. I think I, I trust their their system a lot more better than I do Avondale's right now. And I think that's the bottom line. Um because and you look at what West Bloom West Bloom's played a tougher schedule than Avondale. I mean like it's pretty much the bottom line. That's pretty much the bottom line. So West Bloomfield is going to win the white division. Um, another team I talked last week was Troy. Um, the Troy Colts, of course, you know, they're going to be riding a lot on Kendall Zider and um, Athena Sanson. I, that guard situation scares me a little bit with them um, because um, they don't really have that go-to point guard. You know, they don't really have that go-to point guard. I mean, I'm not being mean to – and I know Charlotte Tabaka is really impe- – um, been playing much better for Troy lately. Um, but when I look at the key for Troy's going to be their guard situation. Of course, if Kendall Zider has to play point guard, to me, that's a big problem because, because you don't, because they don't have another point guard. You know what I mean? That can do, that can make an impact. Could it be an Alyssa Mantuza? Could it be a Lauren Gumma? Could it be a Caitlin Knight? I mean, we don't know what's going on with, with that guard situation at Troy. And right now people are asking me about, how Troy matches up with a team like Utica. And, I, and, I, and I'll be honest with you. Last week I told them, you know, they don't match up well at all with Utica. I mean, Utica's got a player in Lena Ray who I think is going to, who had a huge game against them last year. I mean, and and I think Utica may be a little bit better this year. You know, and Troy, I, until I trust that guard situation, I don't know where I see where Troy's, where Troy's at. That They've got questions. They got some concerns, and I'm really concerned about that guard matchup. Really concerned about their guards over there, Troy. I'm not concerned about their interior play. I'm not concerned about Zyder. I'm not concerned about Sanson. I'm very concerned about their guard play. I am very, very concerned about that, um, especially heading into that district. Um, let's look at um, and then let's look at um, other teams. You got Athens, of course. I really think with Troy Athens, this has been a team that, and I saw them play against Lake Orion. Um. You know, and I was thinking the other day. I was thinking the other day about Coach J.C. Clump's team. Yes, they're tired. Yes, they're fatigued. I get it. But this team has got enough experience. I asked myself this question for Troy Athens. Where is the fire? Where is the fire at? You know? And this team started off really hot. And they got cold late. And they're getting cold. And they're getting there. Been up and down. You are two and six since that Adams loss. You need to figure something out if you're Coach Station Club. You need to figure something out because when I look at Athens right now, this team relies a ton on Isabel Crum. Um, she she is not she's not been herself lately. I mean, she's really not been herself. I mean, like, and I think that's another reason why Troy Athens has been struggling lately is because. Crumb's going to have to score 20 a night. And right now, I just don't see that right now with with um, with Athens right now. And you're looking at possibly a clash with Stony Creek. Stony Creek's had a tough year, but you look at the Cougars right now, and I think Stony Creek's in a very good spot based on their NPR. Really good spot. I mean, to beat Troy Athens. Because Troy Athens... They look, they, they're not a deep team, I get that. But if I'm Athens right now, you know, you got to find the fire. You got to find where 
is this team going to find a spark? This team needs a spark. And in that game against Lake Orion, I mean, in that game against Lake Orion, I thought Athens really had some issues um, against, shooting the ball against the Dragons. Um, they had some issues. But for Troy Athens right now, I mean, it's hard to describe where this team's at right now, especially with that 10-0 and start that they had early in the year, and now they're 2-6 and six in the month of February. That's a big concern for me going forward. That is a big-time concern. Um, let's, I'm looking also at, um, let's look at, um, at, um, North Farmington. Um, the Raiders have been a team that, you know, has been, they came off a really bad loss to Berkeley. Um, Berkeley, I get, it's a very good team. I'm going to talk about them in a minute, but North Farmington's got an issue scoring. I mean, they can't, this team's got some issues a little bit. I mean, and I think if you're Coach Jeff Simpson looking at that matchup with Lavoni Stevenson in the first round, you know, it's a good matchup, but it's also a risky matchup. And I think it's a dangerous matchup, to say the least, how that's going to occur. Um, so when you really look at that matchup, um, it's going to be a hard matchup. It'll be a tough matchup to figure out. Um, and then, of course, um, for North Farmington, of course, they still got to play Avondale. That'll be a good game. I think it'll be a really good game. Um, and then, of course, let's look at Oxford. I mean... This team has not been the same team since McKen- without Mackenzie Mather. They miss her a lot. Uh, but Emma Morris has played really well for the Wildcats. I think Emma Morris, um, I like her game. She's a shooter. Um, basically, basically, not being mean to the good folks at Oxford, but she's basically carrying Oxford's girls team right now. I mean, that's basically what it is. I know they got great, good players like Sarah Terrell and Gabby Dingich, but the whole key's been Emma Morris. That's been the key for them. Um, but Oxford, they could be a dangerous team come the postseason. I mean, and then of course I'm looking at a team like Rochester Adams, who, um, who didn't look great against Troy. I mean, but, um, Adams has been the pure, pure hot and cold team. I mean, there's times that this team looks really good. And then there's times team that this team goes like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So with Adams, with Adams's case, they got a good draw. I mean, I really like their draw with Oxford, but I think Oxford could give them problems. I really do think Oxford's going to give them problems in that district, um, despite the fact it's at Waterford Kettering and it's on a, it's on a somewhat big, big gym. I mean, like Waterford Kettering's court is. I mean, then you got to play Waterford Kettering in the next round. I mean, it's going to be interesting. It'll be really, really interesting, to say the least. Um, but Adams is a team. You know, there a lot of people look at Adams and they say, you know, Maddie Dolinga. You look at Maddie Dolinga. You know, that's true. I mean, they got other players that can do damage, like Nicole, Nicole Clarehout, Amelia Dranick, Abby Dranick. Um, I mean, they got some pieces. I mean, that's not a question, but I'm a little concerned about that interior game of theirs. I mean, no offense to Elizabeth Blaine, but, you know, they've got to find somebody else to fill that role. I mean, Blaine is basically. I would view Blaine more of like a traditional three playing a playing a post. So that's my thoughts on Adams. Um, but Blaine has been playing well for them, you know what I mean. But but until um, but until they get like a true post presence there, I don't know if I see Adams going that far. I mean, clearly in that district, the team that beats Clarkson, 
But Adams could be a team we're talking about. Yeah, they could be something. Um, and then there's Lake Orion. I mean, Lake Orion's a young team. I mean, this is a team that's very young. I mean, you know, you look at the majority of your play, the majority of that team is basically underclassmen. I mean, you only have three seniors on that, basically three seniors on that team. Um, so when you look at the Dragons, I mean, the future's bright for this team. I like the direction Coach Bob Ridge's team's going. I mean, he's still got some experience on that team. But we'll see what happens. I kind of like the direction where Coach Bob Ridge has that team going. Um, and then the blue side of things, Berkeley. They just beat two white teams this week in Troy Athens and North Farmington. That says a lot about where Coach Kerlin's team has. And I think a lot of that play has to do with Ashley Loon. Um, Loon has played really well for this team. I mean, and you look at what Berkeley's done. You I mean, you got players like Lauren Thomas on there. You look at um, But everything starts with Berkeley with Ashley Loon. Loon is the key. You know, you look at what you look at what Oak Park has with um Kyla Wilson there. I mean, like Oak Park, if you I mean like if with them, if you shut Wilson down, you shut Oak Park down. That's basically but with Berkeley, you got numerous options there. Same thing with Rochester. I mean, Rochester's a team that has a really dynamic team. I mean, it's everything starts with Megan Lorenzo for them, for Coach Bill Thurston. So when you really look at What's been going on around the league? I mean, and then of course you got Ferndale, who's trying to develop a program under um, Keith Paris. Um, then you look at Pontiac; they're struggling this year under Coach Christopher Wright. Um, and then of course you look at um, Farmington's been up and down. Um, so when you really look at when you really look at it, I mean, like right now in that blue division, I if Berkeley and Rochester share the title. Um, which I expect they both teams would share the title. Um, then I could see it'll be very interesting how how the um, league figures this out because you know so it'll be very interesting interesting to see what happens. It would be really interesting. Okay, now um, let's look at my top twenty one before I talk about the MPR boys basketball districts. Um, so when I look at the um, MPR. Um, so when I look at the um, top 21, um, I'm going to go the boys first. Uh, of course, I'm Clarkson, my number one team. You got A&T, my number two team. Um, Troy, my number three. North Farmington, four. Um, Berkeley, five. Of course, Berkeley, six and one since January 30th. Ferndale, my six, um, despite the fact they're eight, nine. West Bloomfield, my seventh ranked team. I, even though they're seven and nine right now, they got a tough game looming. Um, Lake Orion, my number 18. Now, people have asked me, why do you have Lake Orion 8? And the reason why I have the Dragons 8 is pretty simple. They play a tough schedule. They have not been healthy all year. You look at players like, you look at players with key injuries. You look at players like Alden Ritz had a key injury. Drew Van Heck's been out nearly almost the whole entire season. He's back now. Um, Andrew Bryant's been concussed. Um, he's back now. Um, I mean... Joe Schroeder's basically got a complete new team at Lake Orion. I mean, it's basically a whole new complete team. And not to mention Nick Fisher's missed time. So when you look at Lake Orion, I mean, if these guys can gel, can you just imagine how dangerous this team could be come the postseason? Now, people are going to say, well, this team relies on two guys, and Dylan Bogenheimer and Cameron Sutton. That's true. 
But this team, if Drew Van Heck can get more minutes and can and can play that with that same intensity, I'm telling you what, Lake Orion's gonna be a very dangerous team. I'm that's that honest. Um, so that's why I got Lake Orion eight right now. People have asked me because of your loyalty, you know, we're from Lake Orion, you know, that's not the case. So so if people have asked me about that, that's not the case at all. Um, Troy Athens, my number nine team. Um, Stony Creek, my 10 team. Oak Park, 11. Uh, Oak Park is 1-5 in February. That's not good. When you're 1-5, that's never good, especially heading into March. And their district, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, Groves, um, Farmington, my number 12 team. They, they, Farmington's not played really good basketball lately. Not being mean to Farmington, but they have not played good basketball at all. Um, despite their 80-77 win against Oxford, they have not played good at all. Um, 15 I have is Oxford. Um, anytime you have to lean a lot on one player, like what Oxford has to do with Trey Townsend. Um, Townsend had 34 points against them, Farmington in their loss. So that's a concern for me. Um, and then... Um, my number 16 ranked team I have is Seaholm. Seaholm also won in five in February. They're in some trouble right now. I mean, you're relying a lot on Dominic Cohen. You're relying a lot on Alex Lons. Um, John Frick, John Fricky's had some games, had some good games. I mean, like, but they've got some concerns over there. I mean, Mike DeGeer's team really, really concerning right now. What I have right now with this team, Olympia Hill is 17. Um, Again, you have Mason Canfield, Alex Hecker, um, Noah Adamczyk. Um, they don't really have that true post presence. Could it be Christian Stewart? It's possible. It really is. Um, Royal Oak, my 18th ranked team, of course, besides Seth Warner and Jesse Housington. Um, uh, Jesse Housington. Um, you know, they're going to have to ride them. I mean, it's hard to describe. They've got to find some guard play. I mean, they've really got to find some guard play. Um, Pontiac, my 19th ranked team, Rochester 20th, um, Avondale 21st. They got the first win of the year, as mentioned. Um, on the, um, girl, on the girl side of things, of course, um, on the girl side of things, of course, I'm going to go in my top matchups before I talk NPR. Um, Clarkson, number one ranked team. People are going to say, why not West Bloomfield, despite the fact they beat Clarkson twice, um, because I look at the overall record as well. Um, yes, West Bloomfield lost a tough one to, um, Harper Woods Chandler Park Academy, but they're my number um, one ranked team right now. West Bloomfield, my number two team right now. Um, then you have Avondale, my number three. Um, Troy, four. Kendall Zider, we mentioned about her. Um, A&T, my fifth ranked team. Now, what happened the other day kind of gets me upset with, with the state of Michigan. That Cheyenne McEvans does, gets does not get even mentioned to be Miss Basketball in the state of Michigan. Look what Cheyenne McEvans has done for, the, for that team, for that Warrior team. She's basically carried the Warriors on her back. Her and Jasmine Worthy have. And for her not to be on that list, that's, uh, that tells me that it's wrong. The state should owe Cheyenne McEvans and the rest of the Warrior team an apology. That's how I feel about that. That's how I feel. And the fact that she's not on that list tells me, tells me something's not right. 
something is not right with this with this system. Something's not right. I mean, you look at, I mean, Gabriel Elliott deserves to be there. Whitney Solemn, I've got some questions about her at Heartland. Um, I don't know who the other one is, but, but I've got questions about Whitney Solomon at Heartland. I mean, but, and, but Shine McEvans should be there. She led the Warriors to a state champ, state final appearance last year. You know, and she's done more this year than any, any time that she's done in, in, in her career at a That says a lot. That says a lot for this. For this young lady. This says a lot. She's ba- She and Worthy have basically been carrying the Warriors all season long. And for her not to be mentioned for Miss Basketball in the state of Michigan, that's complete garbage. That's garbage. So, that's my rant of the week. Um, eight, I mean, uh, Oak Park, my number six ranked team in the state in the OA this week. Adams, seven. Berkeley, eight. Royal Oak, nine. Um, Royal Oak still trying to find its scoring route, Sarah Sogerhan. Um, Lake Orion, 10. North Farrington, 11. Groves, 12. Athens, 13. Rochester, 14. Stony Creek, 15. Oxford, 16. Olympia Hill, 17. Seahome, 18. Farmington, 19. Ferndale, 20. Pontiac, 21. Um, I'll keep, I'll do my top games at the end of the show. I really want to get to the, um, NPR, um, Matchups the districts were released. The boys side of it was released um this Sunday, of course. The girls was released last week. Um I wanna look at the seedings here first. Of course, a lot of people been complaining to me about the um about how the seedings was. Of course, we talked last week on the podcast about um about how the seedings were based on. Um the NPR. I mean, like how they just seed the top two seeds and they put the rest of them in alphabet. Now the bracket's a little bit different, of course, when you really look at the list that I um drew last week. Of course, um the boys side of things, um on the boys side of things, we're looking at more specifically, of course, this is the five team district here. Um on the girls on the and then this is the sixteen district here. So when you really look at the matchup, that's how they drew the matchups up. Um so what I'm gonna look at first is District Five, of course. This one's gonna be at Clarkston. Um basically with how this occurred was and the reason why I'm going to say this, um, and you look at the matchups, you got Adams versus Clarkson first. This is the rematch of last year's 38-37. Um, shocking upset of Adams uh, of, of Adams upsetting Clarkson. But Adams is a much different team this year. Um, of course, you know, with um, new coach and Jared Thomas, you don't you no longer had the emergings or Gunnar Walters there. Um, taking on a Clarkson team that's basically motivated and on their home gym, that's going to be a tough task to say the least. Um, now this one's interesting because there was a battle for the number two seed this year between four teams. I mean, Romeo, Oxford, Romeo, Oxford, Adams, and Lake Orion. Um, now both these teams, now both, um, now three of the four teams had some really bad losses. Um, of course, um, Oxford losing to, um, Farmington was absolutely huge. Um, so that was why, um. Oxford, instead of not being the number two seed, goes down to the B team based on the alphabet, and they have to play the winner of Adams and Clarkston, um, which I think is going to likely be Clarkston. Um, Adams basically just got sentenced to having to play Clarkston first. 
But a team that thought they got a really good draw was Lake Orion. And the reason why I say this, I say this, is because Lake Orion got a really, because Lake Orion's alphabet, they start with an A. Romeo, of course, this year, the MAC is not necessarily the greatest league this year. Not necessarily. There's some good teams in there. I think the best team in the MAC is Macomb, Dakota. But they've had some interesting losses. But when I look at Romeo, I mean, Romeo's always been a physical team. I mean, they got a very good three-point shooter in Greg Tarr. Um, I They're going to pose problems for Lake Orion, but this is a, mat fa a matchup favorable for Lake Orion because, you know, they. I think Lake Orion's played a more tougher schedule than Romeo because, you know, Romeo's played... They played Romeo's played some good teams, but anytime you're playing against teams that are in the red and you're playing against Blink Carmen Ainsworth, that says a lot. That really says a lot to where you're at. So, and that one is taking on Waterford Kettering. So, when you really look at it here, if you're Lake Orion, I think you got a really good draw out of this in District in, in District 5. Um, let's look at District 6. Um, this one's interesting because you got Pontiac taking on Ultra Lake St. Mary's. Um, that winner's taking on Bloopia Hills. Um, and then you have Avenue versus Waterford Mott, and um, that winner's taking on West Bloomfield. If you're looking forward to, if you're, the matchup I think is going to likely happen is going to be the district semifinals are going to be just tensed over Adam West Bloomfield because Waterford Mott is going to take on West Bloomfield. Um, and does West Bloomfield have an answer for Isaiah Jackson? That's the big question. I mean, West Bloomfield's got two very good freshmen in them, Ryan Hurst and Michael C., not to mention Kuiper's Blacks, I mean, and Shamir Matthews. I mean, they're very, they're, West Bloom is a very good team. They're deep, they're athletic, I mean, they're talented, and they play, and they played a tough schedule. So, and you're playing Water for Mott, basically, I think when you look at, based on scheduling, I mean, Water for Mott's played a good schedule. I mean, but they've got mentioned, of course, you got Isaiah Jackson, who, um, who, of course, we know his experience. Um, and then, of course, we have, um, and then you're looking at a possible matchup with Orchard Lake St. Mary's District Final. Because we know they're going to get by Bloomfield Hills, unfortunately, if you're Phil Kirchin and the crew. I really think that your season's going to end, unfortunately, to Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Now, there could be a hope of an upset. I mean, I just don't know if I see it happening. But, you know, they're going to get by Pontiac, and then, you know, it's going to be very inter interesting to see what happens there. Um, let's go to District 25 at Farmington. This one, I think, is going to be a very tough district. Um, you got Farmington versus Birmingham Brother Rice. Um, and that winner's taking on Seaholm. Rose taking on A&T. And then that winner's taking on North Farmington. Um, this one's interesting because when you really look at this one here, um, I think Farmington could upset Brother Rice. I really do. I mean, now Farmington's going to have to play really well and not have to rely on spurts um, where they look good at times and then they look really, really bad at times. I mean, what we've been getting lately has been really bad Farmington. Um, good Farmington, of course, you know, is everything, if everything goes right, you got players like Jer Jared Atkins, Tariq Humes. Um, you got um, Robert Davis. Um, you got Zion Carroll. I mean, Robert Donahue. I mean, like, and then, of course, you got Donahue in the interior. I mean, like, Farmington has to play better. And if I'm Coach Terrence Porter, you got to play better. Um, 
Birmingham Brother Rice, we know about them. You got John Bradley on that team. A bunch of talented players as well. Um, Farmington's a team that could do some significant damage. Um, real significant damage. Um, and you look at Groves and a and I mean, these two teams have know each other really well. Had a ton of buzzer beaters against one another. Um, it's it's a flat-out rivalry between Groves and a and It's a really good rivalry between those two teams. It really is. And that winner's thing on North Farmington. I think North Farmington this year is a wild card. I mean, I think Coach Chai Negotiations team, I like where this team's at based on their draw, but they're a complete wild card. I mean, you know, so I think they can make some noise. I really think they can make some noise. Um, so I think a lot, I think any, anybody in this district has a good chance to win this district. I think anybody does. But you never know. You really never know. I mean, you know, if there's a team that I think is very vulnerable right now, a number one seed that's vulnerable in this district, it is Birmingham Brother Rice. I mean, we'll see where they're at. We shall see where they're at. Okay, let's look at District 26 at Detroit Mumper. You got Oak Park taking on UD Jesuit. That winner's taking on Detroit Renaissance. Um, then you have Berkeley versus Detroit Mumford. Um, and then you have um, that winner taking on Royal Oak. Um, people are going to ask me, why am I high on the Berkeley train? Um, here's why I'm high on the Berkeley train. <clears throat> you got a guy like Ari Bachinski, who has had a ton of, who's, who's paid his dues. He's basically, you know, Berkeley went to the district final last year. And people are going to say, well, it's in Detroit Mumford. It's and you're taking on the whole school. You don't think Berkeley's got a chance to beat Detroit Mumford. I'll tell you why I do think Berkeley's going to beat Mumford. Because when you look at the schedule that both these teams have played, Berkeley, they, they're two different styles. They're two different styles. And if Berkeley falls into that running gun type of thing that, you know, that typical Detroit Public School League teams like to do, I mean, they're in a lot of trouble. So if I'm Coach Joe Sermo and his team, slow the game down. Slow the game down. Make sure you're, you're, everything's all right. Make sure everything is smooth and you're in good shape. I mean, if you're... I really like where this Berkeley team is at right now. Now, Oak Park, on the other hand, got sentenced, basically, to having to play the um, Cubs first. I mean, you know, but does Oak, but can Oak Park beat UAD Jesuit? Absolutely they can beat UAD Jesuit, because here's why. Oak Park's got experience. I mean, they've got a ton of experience. Well, UAD Jesuit's a very young basketball team. I mean, I mean, UAD Jesuit's talented. I know Pat Donnelly's teams are really talented, but when we look at it, I think Oak Park, you know, they're really struggling right now. Um, they've got to find an identity. They've got to find where they're at right now mentally. And right now, this team is in some trouble. When you really look at what Oak Park is right now, this team is in some trouble. And they've got to find a way to get out of it. They've really got to find a way to get out of it. And if they don't, it's going to be some trouble. There's going to be a ton of trouble looming for that team. Um, because... You got Detroit Renaissance, who's going to be who's a very good team, and then you got, and then of course you're playing UAD Jesuit first. So, Oak Park's got some issues they've got to address. They've got some issues. Um, let's go to um region um, let's go now to district number twenty nine. It's at Rochester. Um, Utica takes on Stony Creek, and that winner's taking on Rochester. Then you have Utica Eisenhower and Troy. Um, Troy got a great draw. 
Troy got an absolutely great draw. Um, they don't have to play till Wednesday. You get Yudka Eisenhower, who's been really, really bad this year. Just really bad. Um, and then you have the rematch between Stony Creek and Utica. Of course, some watching that game last year at Utica. That was a complete disaster for Stony Creek. Um, that 49-48 game where Stony Creek had a six-point lead a couple times, and they just blew it based on their turnovers. Um, that if if your coach um, Steve Norgrove, that should that that has to be enough motivation for you guys. That has to be enough motivation because Stony Creek's a team. I think it's been a team that's been like been around 500. Utica been the same thing as well, but. I just think that when you look at Stony Creek, I mean Trevor Smith, he's got to be a player in this game against Utica. He's got to be a he's got to be a player, and the fact that they lost last year at Utica, to see the fans, the Utica fans storm the court last year, that has to be a motivator for Stony Creek. I know the districts at Rochester, you know, but you gotta. It kind of feels like it's a home game for Stony Creek because um because Rochester's played it because Stony Creek's played at Rochester. In the past, I mean, like, and they know the gym. I mean, so if I'm Stony Creek, you know what I mean? I'm licking my chops to get, I'm licking my chops to get um, Utica again. I want to get Utica back. I really do. That's what, if, if you're Stony Creek, that's what you got to be thinking. Um, that winner's taking on Rochester. Of course, Rochester's had a really rough year. Um, coming off a really disappointing loss to Avondale. Um, just... It's hard to explain, but I know um, I know Kirk, Coach Vance Kirkwood very well. They'll be fine over there. They're going to be fine over there. I mean, I'm not pressing any true panic buttons yet on that team. Really, I'm not. Um, let's go to district number 30. That's going to be at um, Utica 40. Got Sterling Heights taking on Troy Athens. That winner's taking on um, Chippewa Valley. Then Sterling Heights-Stevenson versus Utica Ford. Um... Man, do I feel bad for Athens. Because here's why I feel bad for them. Because that first game for Athens, they're going to have to go against a 2-3 against a zone, matchup zone, that Coach Mike Griffin runs at Sterling Heights. And I don't know, if, I don't know how their shooting situation is at um, Troy Athens. Is. I know they got, some, they got some good players on there. I mean, Bryce Eaton. Bryce Eaton's more of a drill drive player. Um, you got, um, you got Jacob Thornton, who's more of a dribble drive player in the interior. You got Davis Ginovinci, more of an interior player. Can this team shoot against a team that runs a matchup zone? And I know Mike Griffin very well from his days at, um, Lake Orion coaching the girls basketball team over there. I mean, it's going to be a matchup nightmare for, um, Athens against Sterling Heights. Now the question for Sterling Heights' case is, can they score? That's the big question for Coach Mike Griffin's team. I mean, Sterling Heights plays a slow, methodical pace. You know, I I think could give Troy Athens some problems. I mean, I really think that could that could be a matchup where it if Troy Athens and Coach Dave Scott is not careful, that could be an upset trap waiting to happen. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. But but. It's an upset trap waiting to happen when you look at what um, Coach Mike Griffin's defenses like to do. 
you know, but you got to have at least somebody shoot very well in that game. And you got to have shooters in that game, because if you don't have shooters in that game, then that could be really, really dangerous for Troy Athens. Really, really dangerous. Um, on the other side of that bracket, you got um, Sterling High Stevenson versus Utica Ford. Now, Utica Ford's had a really good year. I mean, they've had a good season thus far. I mean, I'm not being mean to um, Utica Ford, but, you know, you're playing, I mean, like, they've had a good year. I mean, Sterling High Stevenson would be a good matchup for them. But let's say if Troy Athens does get there to the district final, depending if they get by Chippewa Valley. Now, Chippewa Valley, we know they got an upset win against Macomb, Dakota. And, I've, and that's a huge win for the Big Reds. I mean, knocking off a team like Macomb, Dakota. But when you look at it, I think, you know, it could be really interesting. I really think that Troy Athens is in a real danger zone. But if they can get out of that district, I think they're going to be in good shape. I mean, I really do think that. And the district and the regional is going to be at Troy. So that basically tells me, you know what I mean, if Troy can get there, win their district, or and Troy Athens are there at the same time, could you just imagine how the city of Troy is going to be? That's going to be very interesting. But Troy and Troy, but for Troy Athens, they got more of a daunting task in their district. They really got a daunting task in there. So it's going to be a challenge, to say the least. It'll really be a challenge, to say the least. Um, and then let's go to District 58. It's at Ferndale. You got Detroit Old Redford taking on um, Detroit CMA. Um, and then that winner's taking on Detroit Cody. Then Ferndale versus Ferndale University. Now, I got into a debate with Scott Bernstein um, about this. People have said about Ferndale making a serious run at a district, going having a deep run. I'm not buying that. Here's why I'm not buying it. Because... Ferndale's not a deep team. I mean, they rely on four guys. You rely on Trayvon Lewis, Jalen Doherty, Deshaun Moore, Colin Goldston. You're not a deep team. That's a problem for me. Um, and the fact that Detroit CMA has played um, two OA teams already in Farmington and North Farmington. Um, they beat Farmington but lost to North Farmington. So... Ferndale, you know, it, it is at Ferndale too, so it kind of would, if it would not surprise me if Ferndale wins this district. But the problem that I have with Ferndale is when they have to deal with a team like Harper Woods Chandler Park, um, Harper Woods Chandler Park, of course, that was a team that beat Ferndale last year, um, in the um regional final, and to me that could be a that could be a problem for the Eagles, especially. And for Coach Ron Rickman, because that team does not have a lot of depth. And that's a big concern for me going forward for Ferndale. I I mean, Ferndale, Ferndale can win that district, sure. But it's when they get to the later round, especially in the regional, that could be a big problem. But when I look at Detroit CMA, they played a tougher, they played a tough schedule. Um, kind of honestly was ripped off in the Detroit Public School League Championship Tournament. Um, but... When you look at Detroit CMA, this is a very dangerous basketball team. They're very athletic, very talented, like go up and down. Um, and this is a very interesting matchup for Ferndale if those teams were to play. I mean, because, you know, I know that Coach Rock, Juan Rickman is saying, like, um, hopefully the move up to the red and this gamble pays off for Ferndale in the long run. And this is the game... I think that a lot of people are going to be paying attention to. 
So, and if Ferndale loses this game to Detroit CMA, it's kind of be a failed season. And and right now, when you look at what Ferndale's chances are, it could be really interesting. It could be really inter- interesting because they can make a long run, and if they do, it'd be great. You know, it'd be really great. Of course, last year made that very special run. I mean, but can this? Can they do it again? Especially and beat a team like Harper, who would Chandler Park. You know what I mean? That's going to be really interesting, to say the least. Um, to see where they're at. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens there. Um, let's go to my top. Um, let's go to my top games of the week. Um. Before I sign on off, um, my top games of the week, um, I'm going to go on the boys' side first. You got West Bloomfield taking on Lake Orion. Um, this will be a very interesting game. Um, it take place on a Friday. Um, it's a rematch of a 57-51 West Bloomfield win. Um, here's see how um, Ryan Hurst and Michael C. do on the road. Um, of course, um, Lake Orion has been a tough place to play in the past. Um Lake Orion is also getting healthier at the right time. So it'll be a tough matchup, I think, for um, Coach Jeremy Dennis' team going against a um, Lake Orion team that's getting healthier. Um, but for West Bloomfield, you know what I mean? It could be an interesting game because it's going to get them ready for the district, especially having to go up against a team like Waterford Mott, you know what I mean, who's going to be really, really tested in that game. So it'd be an interesting game between those two teams. Um, Oxford at Troy. Friday game as well. I mean, like, this is a rematch of a 62-43 Troy win, that Troy. So I'm curious to see how Oxford responds after that emotional loss to North Farmington, to, to him Farmington, um, where it was an 80-77 game. Troy, of course, right now still controls their own destiny in the OA um, white right now. They control their destiny in the white. So we'll see where they're at. I mean, see where they're at. Stony Creek at Adams. This will be an inter- interesting game on Friday. I'm curious to see how both teams are at this point. I mean, like, Adams, of course, coming off a really disappointing loss to Groves. Um, basically finding out they got sentenced by playing Clarkson first. Um, Stony Creek, of course, knocked off Farmington. It's a big win for them. Um, we're going to see where they're at after having to play um, A&T. Um, and if Stony Creek can upset A&T, this makes that game with Adams that much more interesting. So I expect both student sections to be in full, out in full force at Adams on Friday night. Um, the M-Core and the um, Gold Rush will, should be rocking the place at Adams on Friday night. Um, Stony Creek kicking on A&T on Monday night. It's a rematch of a 68-63 A&T win. Curious to see where A&T's at. Really curious to see where they're at. I mean... It'll be really cute. I'm curious to see where they're at. Um, then you have then you have um A and T taking on Southfield Bradford Academy. It's a rematch of a 58-52 win for A and T. Um, I'm curious to see how and Southfield A and T in their history against um their respective Catholic League um schools have not fared well, but it'll be very interesting to see what happens there. Um, Avondale at Birmingham and Troy Country Day Tuesday game. I'm curious to see how Avondale responds after getting their first win of the year. Really curious. Um, so we'll see what happens going forward there. Um, then you have Oak Park at Bloomfield Hills. Of course, um, Bloomfield Hills is a really nice place. Some really, really good place. But not so if you're a shooter, though. Um, we can ask West Bloomfield that question. Oak Park's been 1-5 since February. 1-5. That's not good. That is not good. 
And the fact that I think this could be a golden opportunity for Bloomfield Hills to get a W. I think it's a golden opportunity for Coach um, Phil Kurgent to get a W in their belt, you know. Then you have Summit Academy at West Bloomfield. Summit Academy's had a nice year. I mean, they have had a nice year. Um, we'll see where they're at. Um, we'll see where they're at. I mean, it'll be very interesting to say the least. Um, then you have Groves at A&T. That's a Friday game. Um, rematch of a 66-65 win. Um, for, um, for, um, Groves over A&T at the buzzer. I mean, it'd be very interesting to say the least. I mean, it'd be very, very interesting. Um, then you have Royal Oak at Seahome on Friday. Um, that'll be another interesting game. Um, we'll see where they're at. Um, where I remember that game, um, 49-45 in favor of, um, Seahome over Royal Oak. This is a game I think Seahome really needs. Um, really, really needs. Um, after what, I mean, they've been struggling in the month of February. Then you have Berkeley at Pontiac on a Friday. It's a rematch of a February 10th, um, 60-47. Um, Berkeley win over Pontiac. Um, it's at Side Green Gym, so that's not an easy place to play, to say the least. It will be very interesting, to say the least, over there. So those are my top games in the boys. Um, the girls' side, there will be a lot more. Um, Troy at Lake Orion on Tuesday. Um, curious to see that matchup, of course. You have... Um, Kendall Zider um, and um, Athena Sampson going against Kendall Robertson. That's going to be a really interesting battle, the interior matchup. Um, the, I think Lake Orion's got an edge in the guards, um, despite the fact they're very young. Um, Troy, I, I just cannot trust um, Simon Bottle's team on the guard situation right now. I just cannot trust them in the guards, especially when you look at the postseason, um, having to deal with that. Um when I look at um, and then you have Lake Orion Oxford on Friday on Thursday, um, it'd be a very interesting game. Of course, um, battle of the guard matchup I think between Casey Lauer and Emma Morris. Um, that guard matchup, curious to see how that goes. Um, but I think the X factor in that game is Maddie Ebert. I really think for Lake Orion, I think that's going to be the key in that game. Um, Sinclair Shores Lakeview at Oxford on Tuesday. That'll be a very interesting game. Um, Oxford's got a very good center in Jocelyn Brennan. Um, it's going to be a tough task for, um, and be a tough task for Oxford, especially if they've been struggling all year long. Um, you got Warren Mott taking on Rochester. That's another interesting game. I'm curious to see how Rochester responds in that game. Um, Adams at Troy Athens. This is a Thursday game, um, a Tuesday game. Um, rematch of a 48-41. Um, Adams win, of course, that sent Troy Athens down on their tailspin a little bit. They're, um, Two and six since that game. Um, Athens has got to figure something out quick. I mean, and beating Adams will be a long way for this team. Beating them will be a really long way. Um, North Farmington at Adams on a Thursday. This will be a very interesting game. Um, I think North Farmington, and I think that um, it's a rematch of a 66-60 North Farmington win over Adams on um, December the 20th, December 12th. Of course, they played early in the year, so... That'd be very interesting there. I think it'll be a good matchup. Um, curious to see the match between um, Maya Kelly and um, versus Maddie Delinga. I think that'll be a key matchup. I think the key player in that one's Molly Simpson. But also, you got to watch out for Amelia Dranick and um, Nicole Clarenhout of Adams. I think those are going to be key players as well. But also, a player I'm keeping an eye on in that one is Elizabeth Blaine. I think if Blaine plays well, I think Adams is going to go places. Um, Avondale at North Farmington. 
Can Avondale handle North Farmington at the No-Go Dome? A lot of teams have had problems at that place. So when if you look at that matchup, I think this is a game where I think North Farmington can beat Avondale. I really do. I mean, like, because of the trap that North Farmington does, and I think it's because of the pressure they bring, and it's a smaller gym. So I think they're going to pose Avondale some problems. I really do in that game. Um, and then you look at West Bloomfield taking on Detroit Edison. Um, for West Bloomfield to close out the year with Edison, yikes. Yikes. And they did not look good against Chandler Park Academy. Really did not look very good in that game. Um, then you have Royal Oak at West Bloomfield. Remember the 32-31 upset? That was shocking. That was completely shocking. Um, then you have um, Royal Oak at Clarkston. How Royal Oak handles a big court. Rematch of a um, 46-42 Clarkston win. So I'm curious how Royal Oak's going to handle a big court like Clarkston. Really curious. Um, Oak Park at Ferndale. Rematch of a 35-28 Oak Park win. I think Oak Park's a lot better than um, people give them credit for. I really do. Um, then you have Farmington and Oak Park. Um, this would be very interesting to say the least. I mean, it's a Thursday matchup. So I'll be, I'm curious to see how that, how that goes. And then, of course, the last game is Madison Heights Lamp here at Ferndale. It's a Monday game. Um, when I look at this one here on paper, I think it's a very interesting game. I mean, because of the fact that, um, you know, Lampier's struggling, Ferndale's been struggling. Um, it's going to be really interesting, to say the least, um, how that's going to respond. Um, before I am signing off here, of course, um, before signing off here, um, talked about a lot of basketball this week. Um, before signing off here, um, I want to congratulate the cheerleaders in their district, the wrestlers, the individuals, and the teams. Clarkson's got a really tough matchup looming with them. Davison in the um, state quarterfinals as a team in wrestling. Um, really, really tough matchup looming there for them. Um, be a tough task. Um, and cheerleading, of course, um, in cheerleading, it's very interesting when you look at the teams in there. Um, you got all three Rochester still in there. Troy Athens is also in there as well. Um, oh, no, Troy Athens not in there. Um yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, like, and then you have Lake Orion um, still in the middle of that, um, in that mix in the competitive cheer. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see what happens in the cheerleading regionals. That'll be taking place this weekend. Um, so we're going to see what happens with everything when they go forward. Um, a lot to talk about, of course. Um, hopefully um, the NPR discussion, um, I talked to everybody about the boys' basketball district matchups. Um, specifically, um, so of course I got all the matchups all posted on my blog at Sammy Termina, at Sammy Termina, semicolon at blogspot.com. Um, we talk about the girls matchups, um, so it'll be very interesting to say at least how it all unfolds as, as we head into the, um, final weeks of the season. Okay, everybody, I'm going to sign off here, um, keep an eye on the blog at, um, Sammy, semicolon, Termina, blogspot.com. Of course, stay tuned to OA now for the latest information regarding everything going around the league. Um, and um, we'll see what happens going forward. Okay, everybody, I'm signing off here. Um, take care. And see you all next week, everybody.